Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Hello, Jonathan. Greg. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's good here too. Yeah. Okay. So now you are in today, sunny Palm Springs. Is that correct? I'm in lovely Palm Springs, California today uh, for the entire day, midnight to midnight. Um, wow. And happy to be here for it. Yeah. And you are in lovely West Seattle. I am way up here in, in West Seattle. It is also lovely. It's been uh, it's been a little bit overcast and rainy the past couple of days, but today, yeah, the sun has come out. Tomorrow, today, I feel like singing today. I think it's a singing kind. I'm of- feeling it. I think we should burst into song throughout today's episode. I and- think we should. Yeah, we should actually put together something to do the the musical Tasty Gents. Yes. Yeah. Against <laughs> the musical. <laughs> Listener, if you are here with us, I want you to know that you were just witness to the birth of an idea. Uh, Tasty Gents, the musical, years from now, when uh, they put that into a time capsule because it's the best representation of culture yeah. at the moment, you'll say, I was there. I was I- there at that moment. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, yeah, that's right. And this is Tasty Gents for uh, those of you who have never heard us before, and where uh, Greg and I talk about all things that are. Genty and tasty. Yes, true. <laughs> Today we're going to be more tasty than genty, but we're always a little bit genty. We're all a little, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it we is are, a tasty day. It is a tasty day, yeah. And we are we are bridging the gap, as always, between Palm Springs, California, and uh, the Pacific Northwest, where yes. Jonathan is right now uh, in the, P- the great PNW. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in another day of our of our hot weather, our super hot weather here in Palm Springs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you got some swimming. you looking dashing with your haircut and trim. Yeah. I'm quaffed. I'm freshly quaffed. I swam some laps today. Uh, and even more interestingly, I mm. had uh, leftover Indian food for lunch, oh which is what is leading us into today's topic. What is today's topic, Jonathan? Uh, today is uh, we're talking about ethnic food. Ethnic food. That's right. And I will. The, the first thing I feel like I want to say is. Uh, I, I don't know a better word than ethnic, but hmm. because, of course, you know, in, in India, they just call it food, right? In China, they just call it food, right? So, so eth- ethnic is a very um, Americentric, you know, perhaps limited worldview. And I'm trying to find ways to not seem like I'm, like I'm ignorant of that. But anyway, That's a good point. yes. Yeah, is we there a better be way to put about, that? We're going to be talking yeah. about food that is not native to the United States of America. And that's a lot. That's a lot. It yeah. is. We're going to cover all of it. Actually, all possible foods that are not native to the U.S. We're going to cover in the next twenty-eight minutes. Twenty-seven, six. Just kidding. Minutes. Um, <laughs> we might limit it to a few of those. We're I'm a little to... hyper today. I don't know why. It's I got probably, a decaf. It's the Indian food. Is it? Do you have Indian. coffee? I got a decaf. They told me it was decaf, but man, I'm feeling it right now. So yeah, we'll find. I out. think you're just high on life. I'm high on life. That's it. High on life yeah. and decaf and leftover Indian food. In this case, specifically butter chicken. Oh my! So here's the thing about butter chicken. Yes. Any day, anytime, anywhere, I'll eat some butter chicken. It right. is so, and I, I had, <laughs> I, and 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 we we we've had a lot of you and I were just talking about this. We've had a lot of uh, of, of Indian food in our lives, and Ethiopian yes. food, and and some of the, these great, great spiced uh, dishes. Um, but I remember being very naive about. Uh, um, you know, Indian food, especially uh, as I was traveling and and in when I was younger in my in my twenties, and I remember the conversation with this 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 man that I was working with who's from India, and 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 he was mentioning how his favorite restaurant to go to, and and had this great 
um, butter chicken. I'm like, oh, oh my God, that sounds delicious. What's in it? And his answer was chicken and butter. <laughs> it's basically the two main ingredients. And then I thought, well, okay, it's, it's just in the name. I just thought maybe it referred to the fact that it was just a cream sauce or something. He goes, no, there's a whole bunch of butter in it. And there it's, is. It's it, true. Yeah. Well, and it, I, I feel like butter, not I feel like, uh, my understanding is butter chicken falls in the category of sort of American Indian food, which is mm. not to say that it's bad, but but um, I did, it's when I have been to India, I've been lucky enough to be in India a few times. It's not a thing that I've seen on menus um, in India, um, but it's got a lot of the sort of the flavor profile, especially that Americans have come to appreciate Um in Indian food, the sort of warm spices, garam masala is a blend of spices that's very common in Indian food. And, and as I understand it, there are as many blends of garam masala as there are cooks in India that everyone kind of has their own blend of it. Um, but when yeah. you, when you buy it, when we buy it at the grocery store, we're buying, you know, McCormick's or whoever choice of blend, yeah. but it's just got, there's little bits of cinnamon in there and turmeric, of course, which is what makes everything yellow. Um, but it, it's such a warm, great flavor uh, that ends up being part of, in this example, butter chicken, um, along with butter and yogurt yeah. um, and other things that are so good. I, 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 so I watch a lot of Food Network and nice. um, Cooking Channel, the two different channels. But I watch, I watch, watch a lot of these. And I, um, butter chicken is, because we get, whenever we, you go to a restaurant or it's, you're in a country for which the, the, the dishes are not native to the, to the land, they mm -hmm. tend to bring over whatever's the most popular. That's what they make. Right. Sure. And I think that, and, and India is a, it's a large country and they have, you know, depending on what region you're in, a lot of different, you know, flavors and dishes that are kind of, you know, natural for those, for those, um, mm -hmm. for those regions. Butter chicken is, is an Indian, uh, delicacy. Mm. It is from Delhi is, is oh, where right it, on. Okay. Really, uh, uh, derived from it. But I, I think it's just very common. It's a very popular yeah. dish here. And, and th as, as far as dishes go, there are some very spiced, highly spiced dishes um, that for people who are just kind of dipping their toe into yes. the, um, this is not a hamburger uh, venue, yes. um, mm -hmm. then, then it, you know, butter chicken, very approachable. Like Completely agree. Yep. It's it's not it's not it's not incredibly spiced. It's okay. certainly not spicy. It's just no. this this creamy deliciousness that you can have oh, with rice or it really rice. is. Yeah. Non. yeah. You yes, and I was gonna say, and you should have it with rice because that helps soak up the really wonderful kind of gravy sauce, whatever. And mm -hmm. you should also have it with naan because naan is a, a bit of magic in the world. Uh and I will say, I thought about this today. So naan, I'm not sure what language, perhaps it's Hindi, um, is the word for bread. Mm. So if you find yourself, listener inspired to request non-bread, uh, I'm going to recommend that you take the bread half of that off and just request non because you've already said bread once you say that. Oh, that's uh, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for non-bread is like asking for bread bread. Yeah. You want it a lot. Asking for bread bread may not be a bad idea. But yeah. It's anyway, like yeah. saying it's like saying crazy politicians. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a redundant, it's a redundant term. Yeah. I have two uh two things to share about about cooking Indian food, if I may. Please. So my friend Chad, um, who uh, may or may not be listening to this uh, at some point, uh, if so, hi Chad. Um, Chad is who was just at my house taking care of Charlie Brown the dog while I was traveling. Oh, yeah. um, yep, and so he left behind some butter chicken and some chicken korma um, 
that I was eating today. So thanks again, Chad, for the leftovers. Um, some some years ago, Chad decided, uh, and, and Chad is, he's a, he's a decent cook when he wants to be, but it's not where he likes to spend his time. So when he and I were dating, I was more of the cook than he was. Mm. Well, he at one point volunteered to make butter chicken. He found a recipe for butter chicken and it was remarkably easy. There was a mm. technique that I did not expect, which was to take chicken thighs and marinate them in a yogurt and spice mix and mm. then put them under the broiler and the broiler with that, the, the fat of the yogurt and the, the lactose, the sugars that are in the yogurt uh, together, it was, uh, was um, not sweetened yogurt. Don't use like, you know, Greek any, yogurt or something or yeah. yeah. You'll play. Um, yeah. You'll play. Don't use you'll play with like peaches in the bottom. That'll be bad, but there's still sugars. The lactose um, sugars are, are there. And so it browned and got this amazing sort of, char marks and crust from the broiler that that were in this recipe similar to what you might get from an open fire and then made the gravy to go after that it is one of the best dishes i've made in years so i recommend if you're even a a passable home cook butter chicken is within your your grasp the the techniques are not difficult at all and this and the spices ingredients all super easily available um, from the supermarket the other thing I will tell you that is another encouragement to cook, and we will put mm -hmm. this link into this week's episode. Um, when I uh, had I had a job, when I had a job yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we had, you may recall, Jonathan, there was a global pandemic. Oh, I heard about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's no big deal. It's all gone and over with. But anyway, yeah. during this global pandemic, uh, the entire organization that I work with worked from home, and I made a deal with the people on my team who were in different parts of the world, that anybody who made a video of themselves cooking a favorite dish from their country, if they made that video, I would also cook that dish in my own kitchen. Oh. And then I would edit those videos together. And I would make one video of the two of us cooking, essentially cooking together across the world. Oh, how and nice. I made a couple of different things, three different things, actually. Two Costa Rican dishes uh, that were great. And one... Um, Indian dish called biryani and it's, oh my a, gosh. It's, it's India's version of chicken and rice. Every location of India has their own sort of take on biryani. I used to spend time in Chennai and in Hyderabad and both of them claim to have the best one. But um, what I'll post for everyone to see if they want to is the video I made with my coworker Mohan um, when we made biryani. So that'll be a thing to share. And I, again, very approachable dish. If, if you like chicken and you like rice, and again, chicken and rice is such a common combination in lots of cuisines. Um, biryani has wonderful warm flavors that I think are so great. And it was so easy to make. That's incredible. And I'd love to see that video. That sounds really cool. We're going to share that video. So, yeah. So those are my, uh, those are my thoughts on uh, Indian food and why everyone should be eating it constantly you know everybody should be eating it and here's another reason is um it, it is easy to make but i think that that you know and, and I, i've said this before i grew up with this with this phrase if you want to get to know a culture start with their food right if because okay. languages are hard and yeah. and you have you know all the other stuff and you can't remember that you know what's the state bird of your whatever yes. country you're from i don't know <laughs> but you know what the state bird as far as i'm concerned of, of india is butter chicken and mm -hmm. it, it isn't and and please for or, or any not, indian yeah. listeners i apologize but 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 it, it it opens up the uh it opens up you open up the palate you open up the mind 
to the heart. Oh, I love you know? that. And it brings it brings all of the 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 because if you you're tasting the spices and the history and people have been having to cook and eat probably since there's been people. So that means there's a lot of history around some of these dishes and the spices and the things that yeah. they've, they, 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 you know, and, and, you know, wars have been fought for spices. Spices. Yeah. Um, people great. have spent their entire lives. Generations of people have, have had uh, lives going up and down the spice route, just, just transferring spices and, and the yeah. such, because uh, they, they're, they're incredible. And, well, and in, in support of that, so this is the story that I know, and I'm hoping if I'm wildly wrong, you will tell me, or one of our listeners will tell me. My understanding is that Christopher Columbus, mm. all not a favor in recent years for mm -hmm. some very good reasons, mm. was actually looking for a route to India for spices, which yeah. is why when he met the Native Americans in North America, he called them and they continue to be called Indians. That's right. So, That's very, 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 very close enough to the truth to be to be right for me. Yes, I'll take it. Yeah. So if anybody knows more about that story, I'd love to hear it. But I, it's always because I have I've had co-workers and friends uh, from India. It's always thrown me off a little bit that in the United States of America, we refer to both our Native American population and our friends from India as Indians. Yeah, that's weird to me. Yeah, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about food. And I love what you said about what is it? Open your palate, and open your mind. Yeah. Because I think that when we we all have such personal connections to food, that when we make a connection to somebody else's comfort food, yeah. we make an automatic connection to them personally. And again, this is a thing I've learned about biryani from my friends in India, um, is that uh, it, for many people, it's a comfort food. And, yeah. and it's wonderful to be able to connect that way. Yeah, and I, you know, and you know, we can talk about other. There's other, so many other places, and I think we're we're not going to make all the countries today. I'm not sure we will, but but to like I I I love Indian food. We eat it probably more often than, than maybe the rest of my family wants to, but I would opt for it probably once a week if I could. Um, nice. And it's um, and and you know just the the uh, tandoori. I love tandoori chicken. Yes. You know, I love the um, uh, I love the the char taste in the and the and the herb rub and the spice rub on the chicken it's it's incredible it's like nothing else Agreed. Um, Agreed. um samosas yes oh, samosas huge yep. fan of samosas yep i love them in fact one of my when i when i many years ago in another lifetime when i was a vegetarian mm. we would go out um and we were and we were stationed uh in 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 bahrain and we would go to the mm. of all places the burger king they had a samosa patty Oh my gosh. That was just so so imagine a samosa. Now it's flat and it's got yeah. the same breading and it's fried and it goes on a burger and it's a bun and a thing and the lettuce and the that stuff and you eat it. Oh my gosh. It sounds great. It was so good. <laughs> and I could never find it again. In fact, I would go to other McDonald's. I'm like, I know this is possible. Can you order this and have this? And they said, No. No, that's not possible here. That's a regional thing. That'd be um, a really fun thing to try to make. I yeah. um I'm such a fan of that, and and if we get time, I can talk about it. But I had a a, a pastry on my on my recent vacation um, that uh, used cardamom um, in, in a way that maybe a typical American baker might use cinnamon um, mm. to make a similar pastry. And I am a little bit obsessed with wanting to to make this pastry because I think that to your point about the way we connect with other people, there's something also not just about eating the food from other cultures, but trying to make it, trying to, to mm. have that experience 
you know, and maybe for people who don't cook, maybe that seems like a horrible, horrible idea, but for people with some, some, um, expertise in the kitchen, or at least with some comfort in the kitchen, it's a yeah. lot of fun yeah. to make other things. It is. It is. Yeah. And then, and then to have your house, because, you know, you, you get used to, you know, I, 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 a lot of people do it. I, we've done it. We did it for years. You get in a routine, you know, you get meatless Mondays and talking yeah. Tuesdays yeah. And, you, and you get kind of thing. And, and because it's easy, it's easy to shop for. And then you have very limited spices because you know what you need. It's, it's simple. Right. Yeah. But when your house smells completely different, you, you, and, and you're, and, and you've got stuff bubbling that you've never smelled. You don't know. Do I stir it 10 more times? I have no idea. I'm learning as I go, but we're still dealing with things of this earth, yes. animals and spices and, and vegetables and things that are not so foreign. They can't be that right. foreign. My gosh, it's some same planet. Right. So, right. so there's, so, so they come from something that's similar and you cook them in a, in, in, in a, in an interesting way. Um, it is, it is a, it's huge opportunity to, um, to expand. And then, and then if it's no good, you just order a pizza. Exactly. Right. It's a little experimentation. The world doesn't end. You try new yeah. things. So we talked a lot about Indian food. Tell me. Yeah. About, uh, you know, another one I like, um, yeah. and, and we, we, I've done this a few times is Ethiopian food and, mm-hmm. and, the, the, and, and you'll find that there's, the, there's different spices, obviously from what you'll have, what you'll find in Indian food or Pakistani food, but, but not totally dissimilar and but yeah. the but the the um the communal eating style is something that mm. i'm really jazzed about and I, because when i've been to ethiopian restaurants you 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 sit around uh, they have a, a big round uh, of the table and it's got the food that gets brought out with the the with the breads they have this very thin bread i'm gonna butcher the name of this but it's it's injiri injari i-n-j-e-r-a injara Injera, Injera. Yes, I don't know how to say it either. We're both butchering it. So either way, absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so I apologize to everybody else who knows how to say this. Um, it's but it's got, been... no, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's got a really interesting texture. It's almost a little rubbery, but not in a yeah. bad way, right. Um, a lot of visible bubbles in the finished in the finished bread. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's actually a fermented. It's a sour fermented pancake flatbread. So oh, it's got. So the process uh, for making it is is is. I, I believe it's it's yeast free and it's like an unleavened, but it's it's okay. got a it's got a whole flavor profile that that you wouldn't that I'm not used to. And you're right; it almost it makes it very easy to grip the food because you eat yeah. it like instead of just putting your hands in food, which I still yeah. love to do. But um, you would take the the bread and use that as a, as your as your utensil essentially. Yeah, yeah, as your yeah. scooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as your scooper. That's a good word. One of the things uh, I had a traditional, a couple of traditional meals in India when I visited there. And in one of them, um, I got great coaching and support from the folks who are there on how to eat with my hand. That there, mm-hmm. there's a real technique to sort of scooping up. Um, and uh, listeners, you can't see me. I'm, I don't know how to describe what you're I'm doing. doing. A, you're doing the claw hand. I'm doing the claw. It's a bit of a claw hand. Yeah. But there's a way to sort of grab little bits of food and then use your thumb to kind of push them out of your fingers and into your mouth. And I was mm. watching some of my coworkers do this. It was really fun to learn. Um, yeah. I did it poorly. I made quite a mess, but still. <laughs> Don't wear a white shirt. Don't wear a white shirt on the day that you're having. <laughs> on the day that you're practicing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eating with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And, 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 and again, because we were vegetarians and there's just so many vegetarian options in so many of these countries. And so I, yeah. um, one of the things that I liked, it was Ethiopian um, and it's spelled F-U-U-L, fool. Hmm. And um, it's got fava beans, 
it's a it's a it's a mix of stewed fava beans and it's um and it's it, you wouldn't need very much it's pretty filling um mm. but it's absolutely mm. delicious and so we would have we would have that um and uh and anyway the ethiopian food is 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 fantastic and I'm you, a fan. you've, you've and tried I, it yeah i have yeah a couple of times and and like you what i really enjoyed is the sort of communal aspect of it these this sort of large platter of different colored i mean there's a lot of beans a lot of grains but prepared with spices and kind of in a gravy that made them easy to to both pick up and also soak up with the um it, the injera if i'm saying that correctly um and it it lent itself to sitting across from a friend at a table and kind of sharing this you know this this meal that we're that we're both experiencing and also just getting to share together which was pretty yeah. great yeah I'm a fan. I've spent years since I've had Ethiopian food. One of the things I, I love Palm Springs. You've heard me say that. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Um, there is a, there's a dearth of, of non-American style food um, in this city, except for Mexican, which is very common. So yeah. um, while I have managed to find an Indian restaurant too, actually, um, I have not uh, found Ethiopian, although I haven't looked very hard. So that might be a thing. Yeah. Too. And there's, yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, in a much uh, earlier episode about some of the some of the other places that we liked like uh like japanese restaurants sushi yeah. that we liked like fish in the mm -hmm. desert and and some of the others but yeah you're right like when it comes to um to to other ethnic things yeah. it's not so much yet yeah. and so yeah there's there's not a lot of ethiopian food or or a lot of i mean japanese food and other kinds of ethnic food or non-american yeah. native food because i don't think there's there's those communities here and one of the things about seattle is it, mm. it's a much more international community community i remember and so it was easier to find those kinds of cuisines there yeah yeah it's a really good point there there there, there, yeah. there aren't those communities and it's it's um i remember having a, a co-worker from ireland who would who love to come to to america uh and the, uh, or, or travel in general but would come in um and one of the first things he would do was was start going to the sushi places because as he goes listen the only sushi i get near me is from a gas station and it's good but yes. it's gas station sushi, so it's not you know it's not going to be the best <laughs> thing to be wary of. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, and and I will tell to you, Jonathan, but also to to our listeners, my challenge to you is if you if you want to try these these other cuisines and there's not a community where you live, you know, make it to, to the point Jonathan made. If it fails, it fails, and you try again. But um, putting a yeah. little a, a little bit of creativity and a little bit of, of adventurous spirit. Um, and you'd be surprised what you can do in your own kitchen with some very basic uh, equipment and ingredients. So, yeah. And, and with the exception of, of, I think, you know, the occasional dish, you're going to be able to find most of the spices you need in most of the markets that you would go to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's, and it's fun. So uh, fun to try those things out. Um, yeah. What other, what other uh, ethnic ish food Um have you talked about or you've thought about? It? I have one that I that's come to mind for me. Okay, yeah, what's that? So it, 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 I don't know how ethnic this is. You actually have more experience with European cuisine than I do, but um, I've recently acquired. Um, a, I'm looking at them; nobody can see. But I've acquired a box of um, Spanish sardines. Box, oh sorry, a, a tin of Spanish sardines. They're all yeah. yeah. And so it's got me thinking. I want to sort of have kind of a Mediterranean. Uh, uh, snack plates, charcuterie, if you will, with these sardines and with some some really good olives. I'm going to make some hummus um, and kind of bring all that together. I think that sort of Mediterranean um, yeah. uh, 
what what in those Mediterranean, not just ingredients, but um, flavors. There those you go. Flavor profiles, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping to put that together for uh, for something tomorrow night. Actually, now that I have, I just decided to build around these sardines yeah. and just and, and just figure out how I want that to look. So it's going to be kind of fun. I don't know what so, I'm going to come up with yet. Oh my god! I and I love I love sardines. I love them fresh. I love them canned. I love them, you know, in so many ways. And we I've had them. And 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 we we got a um, a case a case of 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 a variety of canned sardines and different flavors and in different oils and different mustards and different in all sorts of different flavors, Ooh. and uh and and we've just we've been kind of you know uh miserly you know saving them and have you know opening them on special occasions because they will last forever. I mean it's a canned fish product, right? Yeah. So it'll yeah. last and last. And so like like this, we 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 say, oh my gosh, we're going to do you know a happy hour let's go ahead and build it around this can. And then we'll think like, what would go with that? You know, without having opened the can, we're just kind of hallucinating what would go well right. with whatever this thing, right. this delicious little sardine is. Well, is so cool. help me then. So I have this can of, uh, it's just sardines in olive oil. Oh, There's wonderful. no additional flavors included. If I look at the ingredients, ingredients are sardines, organic, extra virgin, olive oil, sea salt. Yeah. And that's it. So yeah. what would you build around this? What would you include in a, in a happy hour platter that included these sardines? You know, they're going to have a very mild taste. Sardines aren't a, a right. huge, you know, kind of, kind of punch in the mouth, especially if they're just in olive oil and salt, but they're going to have a, there it's a, it's a, for, for, a, I mean, you would think a sardine is, is a tiny thing, but it's actually, it's actually a pretty healthy size bite. Yeah, right? they're good you, size. You're getting a good size. So um, obviously you, you decide if you want like a rosemary cracker or, or something that something that, that has a cracker that has some, some stiffness to it, because you're going to load up some things. I would, I would find some mustards that you might like, um, mm. that you can add to it and put a dollop of, of mustard, uh, to, to go with it. Um, you could add, uh, some other, um, chorizos some spanish chorizo slices oh, to yeah. the board um i would because they are spanish i would go with some cheeses uh, manchego is one of my favorites um that goes well with it yeah um and then you know and then anything else that you happen to like uh any any, any fresh and i i always i i always love to put olives of course I, I will pile the olives on, but I also like, and I know that it doesn't go with everything, but it, but if you have things that have strong flavors, I like to put um, a, a bowl of grapes, like either yes. green or red grapes, little palate cleanser in between, yep. just something that's a little juicy and, and good just Pretty to sweet. clear it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Okay. I think that I'm, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to add to all that. And we actually had one of our listeners in our chat room on Facebook, asked some questions about mustard a couple of days ago. So yeah. I'm going to refer back. You had some great answers for her. Um, yeah, that's Kim. Kim is doing, and her and her and her husband Sean, and they are super fun. They're 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 friends from Portland, and 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 Kim's a fan of the show, and um and they are they host every year, and they used to cater it, but they're going to cook this time um hmm. a, a, a an Oktoberfest, and they do it at their house. And Sean is a master brewer. He makes these incredible beers, oh, and they God. used to bring out all these beers and cater the stuff, and they, yeah. they had this huge, wonderful place. Um, and they're and they're just really cool. Um, 
Um, but there's, uh, but but they haven't done this obviously for for a while because of uh, because of this pandemic that right. you mentioned. Yeah, and I heard so, something like that had happened. Yeah, something like that had happened. Slow right. things down a little bit. Yeah, you know, for for introverts who don't leave the house, um, I barely noticed. But yes, for everyone else, you didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> Today's so, the like, first time you heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why are we got a toilet paper suddenly? Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, no, but they're doing this thing. And so she was asking about uh, maybe some German like sauerkrauts and mustards and things. And so, right. yes. If, and so if you're not on the Facebook, uh, if listener, if you're out there and you're not on Facebook um, or you're not in the Facebook group, look for Tasty Gents. We're there and yeah. we're there to, to have fun and and, uh, and answer questions. And I, anyway. an, old, an old friend of mine uh, named Edie also weighed in on that conversation. Uh, and it, it just is a chance exactly as Kim did to say, hey, I'm planning something that I haven't done before. Anybody have any ideas about mustard? And I, my response was, I will be of no help to you at all. I like mustard, but I don't have any recommendations. You, Jonathan, yeah. actually had a lot of great things to add. So yeah, listeners, if you're out there, um, there's a lot of easy fun happening on the Facebook group. So I'm, I'm a bit of a mustard nut. And I don't know if there's another way to put that. Um, but but like, for instance, if you get, uh, you know, burgers and fries or something like generic, right, or just a side of fries, people, they have what with it? Ketchup, right? No, yeah. thank you. Uh, no, I eschew the, cash, the ketchup. I will go for <laughs> mustards every time. Um, I love mustard. Yeah. And I'll use that as, as, as the dip. I do too, actually. I am not a... Um, mustard instead of ketchup on a hamburger. Although, I don't know. I'm more of a mayonnaise person where hamburgers are concerned, but that's a different conversation. But any kind of hot dog, sausage, bratwurst, always yeah. mustard. And it. the only one that I keep in the refrigerator because I use enough of it is just the old standby Grey Poupon Dijon mustard. Oh, and it's such a, such a great standby it too. Yeah, a, It works on a sandwich. It works on a burger. Yeah. yeah. I like to mix in, and I and I and, and I, I'll do this with uh, w when I'm making sandwiches, and I'll do a little mayonnaise, and then I'll mix in a little of the Chinese hot mustard, and I make that, and it gives you that nelly, gives you that little bit of hot, not a lot of it, just right, enough that you yeah. like. It's just a nice mix, and and maybe that I'll I'll mash scary. some. I'll do that with the avocado as well. So a little a little mayonnaise, a little avocado, a little Chinese hot mustard. I, what I love about what you're describing is. And and there's and, and this is even true in my sort of generic gray poupon, right? So you're describing taking taking the flavor from another culture. In this example, the Chinese yeah. hot mustard, you know, and you're not making a full scale Chinese dish where you have to buy a bunch of exotic ingredients. You're using that pro, pro, that flavor profile just to sort of enhance something you're doing. That is fun. Yeah, I've been using chili oil in so many different things lately. Oh, I mean, when I yeah. make stir fry, because that's really obvious, but um, they even said on this one uh, spicy chili oil that I got that it would be good over ice cream. And I tried it and it was amazing. Oh my gosh. What an incredible cream, idea. A little chili, chili oil on the top. And so the, the spice of the chili oil and the creaminess of the ice cream, I don't want it every day, but oh, it was kind of awesome. I mean, it's ice cream too. Who doesn't love that? Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want it every day, but I absolutely want it today. <laughs> that sounds right for me, too. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, how are we doing on time? We, believe it or not, we have eaten up another half hour of our lives by talking about food and how wonderful we both are. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, listener, thank you uh, again for for joining and for listening. Yes. Um, if you have uh, if you have a favorite uh, recipe, if you have a favorite food that you like that that is, I, I'm going to use the word ethnic again, but something that that's not at, that's outside your norm, maybe outside your comfort level, or something you've yes. wanted to try that you've never 
let us know. Jump in. Send us an email to tastygents at gmail.com or send us a note on Facebook. We love it. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you to those folks who who have weighed in in the conversation or have asked questions. This is so much more fun when we know that you're out there. And thank you for those regular listeners that we know we have. We we appreciate We do check in to see who's listening and we appreciate That sounds weirdly big brother-ish. We appreciate you. We're watching you. That's right. I smell what you're cooking. Okay. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Great times. All right, my friend. I will see you later. Yes, indeed. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.